nice one. You alright? Hello everybody. Back once again. Two guys, one blunt. Hello. Uh, chilly hello, hello, hello. Los Angeles day. Um, thank you to everybody who's been listening so far. Remember you can follow us on SoundCloud. Check us on Instagram at two guys, one blunt. We try and post whenever we're doing stuff and new episodes are usually going up on a Sunday or a Monday. And that little sound effect you hear is uh, the hit of a G pen with some flour. Is that right? Flour? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We'll take that as a little bit of both. (coughs) That's the white buffalo. White buffalo uh, resin? Live resin. I forget if it's live rosin or shatter. It looks like shatter to me. But I think live rosin can be pressed into that too. Okay. With enough heat. I think it turns into like a shattery consistency, but yeah, it's very glassy looking. Yeah, I could be wrong. It definitely feels like any shatter. I've Are you sure had. it's not meth? It could be. <laughs> meth. It tastes really good for meth. It tastes like some great meth. Yeah, <laughs> turp infused methamphetamine. <laughs> Give me some of that. There you go. So, <clears throat> so the great, the great debate that has divided this great state um, since. Well, jumping straight into it. <laughs> the great state since 1968? Mm, yeah. More like 96 Ooh. or something like that, right? That was when uh, good old Dennis Perron, rest his soul. What did Dennis Perron do? Pushed for... Uh, he was uh, instrumental in getting the first medical cannabis law in California enacted. And I believe he was, at the time, illegally providing weed to HIV patients Hell in yeah. San Francisco. Hell yeah. And I think through his tenacity and his activism and his his actions, basically, you know, he was instrumental in getting it passed in 96. So, and I think he passed away a few years ago. So he's, you know, obviously fondly remembered for his impact here in California. Okay. And, uh... Well, this great debate, did he do it indoors? Is that what it's about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did he do indoors? Interesting. I mean, if you think about 96, San Francisco, the culture in the Bay, like, I'd be surprised if a lot of it probably might have been outdoor or sun-grown, as we say now. Mm-hmm. Sun-grown has mm-hmm. become the preferred term for what, yeah. what was once outdoor, because I think people think outdoor is a dirty word. Yeah. Which is maybe something we should talk about. I think it's something we should have a v- vicious debate. A fight to the death? A fight to the death with a words. Debate. All right. Um, outdoor versus indoor. Uh, I mean, outdoor yeah, versus indoor. Look, there's good cases to be made for both sides. Exactly. I've got a nice silver quarter here. This is the sound of a quarter hitting my fat cat's belly. Oh. <laughs> I don't think he appreciates the uh, oh, the coin guy. play. He's a little guy. <laughs> uh, so this is a silver quarter. We're gonna flip. To see, um, heads, I win, tails, you lose. Oh, uh, okay. Sounds like a bad deal. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, how about you flip, or no, I'll flip, heads, you do indoors, tails, outdoors? Sure. All right. Let's get a nice... Get it on the mic. Yeah, nice 
coin sound. Oh, beautiful. Heads. Executed like a pro. So that means I'm arguing in favor of outdoor? 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 Uh, outdoor? Outdoor? Is that right? I think it was indoor. Tails uh, was outdoor. Tails was outdoor. Okay. Yeah. All right. I hope so. That yeah. would be really well, that's awesome. what we're going with. <laughs> if we were wrong and then we end up hearing back the when we edit this together and we hear back. <laughs> but actually, we said the opposite. <laughs> Fuck it. From here on, we're going with that. Okay, so right. I'll indoor present the argument outdoor. for indoor and you'll present the argument for outdoor weed. Yeah. Well, what are we smoking on today? We you were smoked. you were hitting the 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 live rosin or the the pressed yeah. live rosin, but you also have some flour over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, focus that. Here it is. I'm gonna spark I've got this some up. Henry's. I've got some Henry's. Uh, what is it? Lemon Jack, which is you know lemon, one of my favies. Any lemon skunk, lemon haze, lemon meringue. Mm, I like a lot of lemon strains too. Lemon skunk for sure. Yes, indeed. So, and Jack Herrera. Two solid sativas. Really nice lemony smell for some reason. I'm really surprised that Lemon Jack has a lemony smell. This is crazy. Good job getting all the jar opening sounds on the mic too, so that people can have that Mm -hmm. at home experience. There you go. That's the sound of a child proof uh, California compliant cannabis jar, y'all. You want to hear what it sounds like when a child tries to smoke weed? In California. <laughs> oh. oh wait, it's open. Oh no! Oh, oh dear. <laughs> this, this story doesn't end well for young Jimmy. And who later became young Jimmy Morrison. Oh. Who we all know turned out just fine. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Very normal. He had a completely uh, vanilla experience of life. Yeah. Good relationship with his mother as well. Yeah, and religion. um okay so you're you've got the henry's sun-grown or outdoor whichever the preferred term is i'm smoking on some lime slurps or lime slurpy lime slurps lime slips yeah from uh, thc design and shout out to thc design for always having some incredible flour oh oh Oh, the cats are we got a full-on wrestling match I may have instigated that, but it was it was unintentional. I was petting one cat very aggressively. Oh. And he bumped into the other one. Well, you know, they are just small lions after all. <laughs> so you can't really play the dominance game or the favorite <laughs> game too much with one. The other one will remember that he was a tiger. Yep. Um, all right. Indoor versus outdoor. Yeah. THC design, I was just saying before the uh, cats erupted. <laughs> Their flower is indoor. Uh-huh. Uh, excellently grown always really tasty mm-hmm. um, I've, I don't think I've had like a uh, flower from them that I didn't enjoy and I think we both agree that their gelato was one of the more interesting takes on the gelato yeah interesting take being a, one way of saying like I don't think it's the real gelato <laughs> <laughs> but it's damn good whatever it, it was is. good it was good I, I think it still had it still felt like it had that creaminess of a gelato yeah but it, it maybe wasn't the it classic was so, gelato there's flavor. so much linalool there's just not like you know who invented gelato wasn't it the cookie fam sherbinsky's those punks uh, i believe it was because their shit the larry bird the 33 and the 41 which is the apparently the baccio gelato is the, yes the baccio that's 41 yeah so like those As are the two gelatos it. 
and I know what they smell like. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're minty. Very much minty. Kitty cat. Uh, very minty. And this one is like the THC design gelato is so lavender. It's 50% lavender on the nose. I don't I don't find the 41 to be minty. I find that to be really like a like a cream almost, like a it's got a very very distinct profile. Yeah. I, I don't I don't think I've smoked many other weeds that are like that, but I definitely notice it when I see other companies trying to cross something with that mm-hmm. because it comes it's it's kind of like how Jack infiltrates almost everything it's crossed with. Yeah, exactly. You know? That that gelato forty one's genetics are really prominent in whatever offspring it has. Yeah, there's like a nice smoky tobacco flavor scent to it, in my opinion. Mm. It's like tobacco it's like spice that like deep tobacco spice probably a lot of beta caryophylline hey boy hey that would be good that would be a a nice thing to find out actually yeah Um, i I know most cookies are like heavy beta caryophylline they're very terpy always their Mm -hmm. flowers are terpy they haven't turned out the most fresh flowers in recent times <laughs> but yeah they were the ones who were responsible for that original gelato supposedly and the thc design gelato which we both like is perhaps not maybe not at all that or is very far from that and maybe has been crossed with a bunch of other things but they just are still keeping that name alive somehow mm-hmm. That's a whole nother, another debate we can have another time about naming yeah. strains and where those come from and who gets to make them and how valid they are. Exactly. Because um, that's it's going to be an interesting thing as things continue to develop with us finding out about the origins of everything. Well, but, speaking of, will you hand me that rolling tray, sir? Yes. Doctor? Most. <laughs> um, Assuredly. So, perfect tie-in here. Uh, I fell in love. <laughs> I fell in love with Connected outdoor dude that stuff connected in alien labs light up right the connected. Uh, yeah, yeah yeah i guess not outdoor so yeah sun grown it also is light up and outdoor technically but yeah right. I, I, I kept saying it was outdoor but yeah um light up oh thank you it was a light dip from connected in alien labs and connected also were on the same family that did uh they, they had all the genetics, you know what I mean? Gushers, Sherbert, Cookies. Well, before the falling out of these two companies, there was a lot of collaboration between the Cookie Fam and the Connected Fam. Mm-hmm. And depending on whose story you believe, Connected mm-hmm. either told Cookies that they couldn't grow their strains anymore, which doesn't really make sense because Cookies originally got those genetics for the Connected group. Yeah. And if you believe connected side of the story, then it's that they were instrumental in keeping the cookies gardens as fruitful as they were, and they stabilized a lot of those strains. Just mm. and so they they were claiming just as much intellectual right to them, I guess. Um, time will tell. How about the grinder? Uh, yes. Time will tell. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if I need to give a fuck. Like, <laughs> I like both of their flowers, but at the moment, connected's price point. Uh, for the quality that they turn out is pretty hard to beat and that's the beauty of capitalism folks <laughs> you like the beauty of maybe a not capitalism regulated but, system yeah because we benefit from now three companies cookies sherbinsky and connected three different companies competing we just get to try the best of it all all the time and it's delicious this connected outdoor weed 
So I got uh, the Shirbaccio. Yeah, that was delicious. I had uh, that too. That Gushers and then Gelato 41. Yeah. And Rocky Road too. That was really, really I, surprising. I didn't try that because I didn't like how it smelled. Was it good? Yeah. Uh, super minty. Like actually had like... I don't know. Maybe it was my brain playing tricks on me, but it felt like some vanilla, like marshmallow, chocolatey, and then the mint was definitely like the the ice cream sensation. Hmm. It's like really, really fun. Um, Weird because uh, I remember. I th- maybe it's just because I smelled it right next to the forty one, and I, I've become quite a lover of the the forty one mm-hmm. in recent times. And. Uh, when the bud tender showed me both of them, I was just like, yeah, it's got to be the 41. Yeah. Because I was only no, able to take one at there's that, no that point in time. No, yeah. there's, Rocky Road was a uh, a wild card. It was clear, the, very not as fragrant as the others. Right. There was one other. The Galactic Gas was nothing. I couldn't smell that at all. I'm sure it's great, too. Mm. Uh, but that's the thing with the weed game, man, is you got to get the fresh batch. If it doesn't smell good, then it's not going to get you very high. Very true. Yeah, your nose knows. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, you can still get high, but it's not going to get you, like, as cool of a high because I just want to be cool. Or as satisfying of a high, I would say, because I think if you like the smell of it, then you're going to like the high of it as well. And if you don't get a lot of smell, then you're not going to get a lot of that, that high that you like. Exactly. You'll get high, like you say, but it might not be the high you were looking for. Yeah, it might just be like a sleepy stone, which is cool. Some people really like that shit. Yeah, some people only want that shit. Mm-hmm. But back to the... So, so what I... So what were you my, saying? What was your point about Connected? Because you were talking yeah, about how it's so what I sold sort of my, almost outdoor. I've got a buddy who is or a dear friend of mine. He's not like a weed not right snob. For me to say that. Here's yeah. a nice little... <laughs> here's a nice little grinding ASMR, folks. Um, and I talked him into getting this outdoor weed because they're really into designer strains and all uh really fancy stuff and i was just so blown away by the just the genetics and the terpene profile and my argument was like once it's rolled up once it's in a joint like it's you can't tell it's you know really phenomenal terp profile exotic like really exotic if you want my opinion of it yeah i mean the fact that those strains taste as good as they do being um you know uh the product of a greenhouse grow or not having the benefit of a completely controlled climate all Mm -hmm. the time Mm -hmm. is pretty impressive i think that also speaks to just how good those genetics are too that's yeah that's and how stable they are Mm -hmm. yeah i i think genetics plays a huge part in this because that's that seems to be the answer I've got from any any grower who's like who I've talked to that's really plugged in or really experienced or connected. I ask him what the secret is, and like ninety nine times they're just like genetics, and they they've got a point because like ditch weed, no matter how well you grow it, is going to be three percent THC. You know. Yeah. That's it. Even like, if you put it under the best lights and. All the best. Yeah, you'll get the best expression of the ditchweed, but it'll still be ditchweed. And now we've got companies that are actually patenting genes and which, okay, total side tangent. Let me just drop this on you in case you didn't already know, which I'm sure you do. Once it's federally legal, like shit's going to get shut down because there's so many companies that own patents on cannabis products and 
processes that like once it becomes federally legal like the industry as we know it is going to be flipped on its ass one more time yeah yeah i mean i, f- I would fully expect that because for something that monumental to happen in on a federal level it would need to be because they could continue to skew the market in their favor and mm-hmm. you know i'm sure all of those people oh, you're crazy <laughs> you are absolutely crazy my cat just attacked a plant my cat just wow and he i think he did it on purpose the way he did it i don't know if you saw that yeah both hands both paws hey boy hey boy Hey, boy. Oh, oh my gosh. He's don't eat that. Crazy, and we're back from the cat emergency. Cat attack. <laughs> cat versus plant. <laughs> Everything's okay. Cats are fed. They're satisfied. Mm-hmm. They don't want to eat plants anymore. Um, back to the indoor-outdoor. The indoor-outdoor. So this outdoor weed was so great connected flower connected flower a uh, light depth technically too yeah so i was gonna say so that's sort of like an in-between line right a lot of people claim that it's the best of both worlds it kind of is but you're still losing yeah you're still losing terpenes you know mm. like for some reason i just a lot more wind i guess a lot more direct sun but i think the uv light stimulates cannabinoid growth doesn't it yeah, it definitely does. There's something about the phenols and the vacuoles being transformed by the UV light, and then they move up through the resin. Uh, I'm not a botanist or a plant biologist, so I'm not going to say anything concrete. I'll probably need to double-check that to yeah. be, be correct about it. But um, yeah, UV light is definitely involved in the process of making cannabinoids. And I think I was going to say on the, on the side of outdoor flower the terpene profile can be i feel like it can be just as powerful Mm -hmm. um even though it's only been grown under the sun and even though it's been subject to winds that are probably more extreme than anything that a fan is blowing on an indoor plant Mm -hmm. well yeah a dense bud a dense bud is going to provide a lot of protection so though the outside may be completely fucked true the inside is usually frosty you crack you crack open any of those nugs they're green and they're juicy and they smell great <clears throat> but you just you're sacrifice so you're saying that like the the outermost layer of the bud is not a1 prime severely handled to put it lightly hmm. like it looks i mean you could do it right you could have like you know a really gentle breeze for six months straight and it looks you can still have outer trichomes for sure but worst case you know generally outdoor weed is or outdoor cannabis isn't really cared for that well either because it's such huge amounts because you can just put out you get such large harvests Mm -hmm. right so it's just like you know delicacy trichomes on the individual buds are not high priority when you're just dealing with huge volumes hmm what about the growers who who are giving it all of that care and attention though who are exclusively sun grown just using the elements i've seen it it's beautiful like yeah. friends you know friends plants that are outdoor my plants that i grew outside like so would you say that the best grown outdoor beats the best grown indoor that you've smoked because that's sort of the that's tough the thing we're 
talking about you know here i think maybe one day when plants are brought back to like cbd and like other cannabinoids being like high in like high ratio cannabis i think that's when we'll be able to like appreciate the effects of sun grown you mean more balanced overall yeah, the yeah. profile mm-hmm. okay so more of the other cannabinoids and and uh yeah i, I think we'll be able to appreciate the wellness aspect of it through sun grown because hmm. like the ultimate argument is like what what would you prefer sun-grown tomatoes or hydroponic tomatoes like mm. obviously i guess i don't i don't really question it with tomatoes because i'm not a tomato enthusiast yeah but i'm very clearly a cannabis enthusiast mm-hmm. but with so your, for get, your food i i'd say it's a I much know, more man, robust like, full flavor from a from a vine grown. from a sun-grown vine i would i would imagine so and having eaten you know farm fresh fruit and out like fruit yep. that either i've grown myself or i've helped grown or same with vegetables grapes they, yeah. take, they taste great but at the same time i'm sure i've eaten my fair share of indoor grown vegetables and had no idea and been just fine with them mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like yeah like hydroponic microgreens sounds like it'd be really light and refreshing but maybe lacking in nutrients but not if you have n- soil well, isn't that the argument for the people who prefer to grow their boutique style outdoor? Because they say that the overall profile of the flowers just isn't matched by what you get from indoor. So there's something about maybe the environment, the spectrum of light that you don't get indoor. I think it's just, yeah, it's it's millions of years of evolution versus... Uh, 150 years of science hmm. or I mean thousands of years of science technically but right. millions of years of evolution like it's just so much easier too to get it right with the way that it's been done soil and sun and water like that's so many plants have just evolved to thrive on that yeah because that's another thing about indoors like indoor can be grown with soil it can be grown with cocoa it can be grown with rock wool it can be in directly rooted in water the deep water culture style mm-hmm. um there's so there's aeroponics now which the roots are completely exposed to oxygen the whole time so you got all these different ways of doing it i mean i still i think i still like soil grown herb the best and that doesn't matter whether it was outdoor or indoor to me but if the soil was of a good quality and the plant was cared for to at least a decent standard then i feel like i enjoy that smoke probably more than anything because i know that when i've had grows in soil i know that i'd not not got much skill as a grower but the flower turned out amazing and i feel like it was because the soil was really good and Mm -hmm. the flower was tended to with enough care exactly i mean i'm not going to disagree with you there soil uh like you're you're not going to compete with a complex microbiome in some soil with like earthworm castings and guano and mycorrhiza dude yeah like all sorts of beneficial fungi and shit like literal shit yeah, you have a whole ecosystem in the soil itself it's living soil mm-hmm. um, so it's risky yeah. you know but a plant's a living thing and, and, it, and maybe you can't get as much consistency mm-hmm. using soil as mm-hmm. well because it's it's a variable living thing exactly yeah so the consistency is one thing and that's where i'd say hydroponic might be you would get the same thing every time if you're doing 
lab shit. Yeah, right. That's why even like a medium-sized grow is usually rock wool or cocoa. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, people find it much easier to keep their nutrient levels at the right Yeah, consistent shit. And you can just tweak, just tweak and perfect. Yeah, I feel like perhaps it needs more constant care, though, because there's no living medium. Mm -hmm. Unless you constantly provide nutrients through it so that's where i'm like i think you got to get more granular with indoor you know like okay so what do you grow your indoor in you know and if people tell you that they grow it in cocoa then i want to know about how diligent are they when they're growing cocoa because you got to be really fucking diligent to grow me some good flour in cocoa whereas if you tell me soil then i know like you probably have a certain ethos about growing plants Mm -hmm. and you know, there's just a there's 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 a angle that you take when you get use soil, and probably through repeated grows, you've realized what soil to use and what to not use, and maybe you even make bake your own soil. I think you can do that, right? You can bake your own soil and like create uh, an ideal starting point for all of your seeds to germinate in. <laughs> huh. So it's like even better. Th- I think it's a step above living soil or something. Uh, so I, I, I think that generally the, the the perception that people have that indoor is just better than outdoor you gotta give that person some really fucking good outdoor and some really whack indoor mm-hmm. and then be like what do you think now which mm-hmm. one of these was which you yeah. know but the best indoor versus the best outdoor i would say right now yeah for, where does that where does that fall for you for for what weed <laughs> is grown for when it's still called weed flavor and potency and you're going to get a really huge amount of flavor by protecting it in an indoor environment. Huge flavor and like real, you, you know, perfection, you know, perfection indoors. I feel like the best indoor is going to be the best outdoor just mm. because unless you have some serious me- people just aren't taking the same measures to grow outdoor weed as they are indoor. So- I don't know if we've ended up flipping on like what the side we were supposed to be defending, but what I was going to say about outdoor is when it comes to like really high quality outdoor, I think as somebody who likes lamb's bread a lot, all the indoor lamb's, lamb's bread that I've smoked that I've enjoyed are great, but I know for sure that I smoked an Oregon grown outdoor lamb's bread that was by far the most exemplary lamb's bread I've smoked. Like it was the truest expression of the flavor. The the depth of the flavor was crazy. The high was bordering on psychedelic for a sativa, mm-hmm. which it really felt like a come up on mushrooms. Mm-hmm. That's what it felt like. And it was just the one of the most memorable highs I've ever had. And that was the first time that I really had my mind blown by weed that was outdoors. I would not have known looking at it. I would not have known breaking it up because it was some of the stickiest weed I'd ever broken up to. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think I'm just, I don't know. I think perfection can be achieved outdoors too, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that like those, those ninjas who are there growing for 30 years in the, in the hills of Mendocino who figured it out and dialed it in. They, they've, they've been growing the same genetics for a long time where they've stabilized whatever genetics they are growing and they know exactly what kind of love and care these plants need when they're going through their life cycle. And then they make sure to do a, a proper dry and cure and all the rest of that. It shows, you know, mm-hmm. when you smoke that. Um, 
Like you put some of this Henry's flower that we had. Like remember this this lemon jack. Let's have a look. Is it? Yeah, this is actually in terms of the the nug formation. It's it's not necessarily something you would assume wasn't indoor either. Yeah. But that blackjack that we smoked uh, a few episodes back, that was super super like the the foxtail kind of formation that the nugs had like you would have thought that that was indoor or you could have easily fooled people that it was indoor yeah dude they you know they have this mango right now that it's a straight up perfectly trimmed nug henry's like, yeah yeah perfectly trimmed nug like crystally shiny nug it looks like indoor it's just dark that's the only giveaway it's it's mm. like a deeper green right but i but, but the one thing about indoor that i will say is like the carbon footprint when you have just like the sun right there yeah. especially in a state like california and, mm -hmm. and maybe you could make the argument even more so for the south of california which is constantly baked in sun mm -hmm. and yeah the when you really break down the costs of what it takes to grow boutique indoor and especially for people who are still using those the old school HPS lights not mm. a lot of big grows have transferred to LED yet yeah. which would make a huge impact um, then you've got all of your filtration systems you know all of the water being pumped in and out yeah Dude, the cost is crazy for Northern anybody. Emerald one of the like better boutique companies mm. um, it's, I think it's 90% solar power or renewable energy that's that's what they use for it, yeah for growing like wow. one of my favorite indoor companies i did have a couple whack batches from were them. they the jar with the with the white label and the red lettering or they were uh white uh lid black lid golden it's just a golden emerald on it oh yeah was was they had the mochi uh that was, was that's that gold seal gold seal northern emerald had it was uh, a similar kind of packaging though huh similar more fuck i don't know was it black and gold too uh they have a white lid blue oh. white lid blue i'm not sure label I've seen yeah uh they sold but it yeah I 90 percent renewable energy yeah and like high high quality indoor white ash like really well there's a lot to be said for that you know that's that that's really really great mm -hmm. indoor and mm -hmm. Perhaps that's the way to go because what I was going to say is that a, a problem I think is that a lot of the strains that are commercially available have been cultivated to be grown indoors. They've been stabilized over generations through growing indoors, right? That's so they're true. not made for outdoor conditions. Mm -hmm. So maybe a lot of the strains like the ones that Northern Emeralds or any, any other mid to large sized company is doing right now for their commercial operations, maybe that's the way for them to go is to try and be more eco-conscious and reduce their carbon footprint uh so that they're still getting that the all the benefits of indoor but without kind of the huge drain that it is on resources and the earth and probably mm -hmm. their bottom line and hopefully the customer's bottom line too yeah uh still sixty dollar eight though perhaps it's vice versa <laughs> oh, yeah i mean <laughs> hey welcome to california in 2018 slash 19 and beyond Mm -hmm. um, do you think that that's going to stay like that, by the way? Or do you think that we're going to have a glut of a harvest at some point and then prices will bottom out like what happened in Oregon? Because remember how when we sort of moved into legalization in 2018, it almost seemed like there was a shortage mm -hmm. 
of of weed and yeah. then there was you know I don't know a lot of a lot of craft mids I would say coming out to fill the void of what was once a zone of almost exclusively dank weed mm-hmm. um, and now I wonder whether because of the shortcomings of last year people will over prepare this year and then they'll end up having much larger harvests much more weed coming out let's say around September October time and then the prices might bottom out towards the end of the year because it'll just be supply will outweigh demand or is that not possible in California yeah it, the, with with tourists now that it's recreational mm, yeah it's an unending, they're gonna keep buying those $60 rates for yeah sure. unending supply of suckers from around the world and the other thing too is once the weed's bad you can make it into concentrate or you can make it into distillate you know there's like yeah you can get away with doing a lot of things yeah there's a lot of ways to recoup a fatty harvest or a loss you know it's still not the same as selling it in flour but even if you have moldy weed dude come on like that's crazy you can still make money off of that yeah that's no bueno (laughs) You gotta watch out for those people, folks. Make sure you research who you're getting your uh, your goods from, because you never know who's practicing things the right way and who isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, Do yeah. your research. Do your research, mate. Do your homework. Find out about stuff. Bing it, mate. Fucking bing it, mate. <laughs> Alright, yeah, that was uh, vaguely a debate about indoor versus outdoor. What's our conclusion? We should have some sort of, we should come to some sort of conclusion. What's what's your big pro of outdoor and your big con and vice versa for indoor? Big pro for indoor? Designer strains, exotic terpene profiles, like preserved in their most pure state yeah their most terptastic mm-hmm. potential uh con big con carbon footprint yep um, for sure and you know you're missing something you know you're missing something adding nutrients in water and using a light bulb instead of the sun like there's just something mm-hmm. missing the sun and, and and soil a regular sort of living ecosystem mm-hmm. and, and i think for outdoor I, I think it's just the exact opposite it's literally like i right. that's what i have side. in mind yeah it's mm-hmm. it's the exact opposite terpenes aren't as preserved but it's really beautifully clean and efficient you know uh eel river being the coolest example of that that they don't even have to fucking water it yeah you know you're always talking about eel river organics it's such a beautiful sounds impressive (laughs) i don't i still i still don't don't think i've looked at that talk about zero carbon footprint dude you just put a plant in the ground yeah and that's it goodbye that's that's really that's that's being a, a total ninja with it and really having it all the way dialed in see you in six months yeah like i'll collect my just million come back dollars <laughs> collect your flower dude money you just fucking plant a dollar in the ground and it turns into ten thousand it's a literal money tree hell yeah tree of life well yeah <laughs> that's another episode Let's, let us know in the comments if you want us to uh get deep with you and talk about maybe cannabis and spirituality or the origins of cannabis as a companion plant to humankind i think it's something we both probably have quite a lot to 
to talk about on. But hit us up, SoundCloud. Follow us on there to uh, SoundCloud.com slash Two Guys One Blunt. The number two and one, and on Instagram it's at Two Guys One Blunt. So make sure to get in touch with us and let's talk a little bit about some of the strains that we've smoked that are either or indoor or outdoor from the companies that are available here now mm-hmm. present day california um we talked a bit at the beginning about what we're smoking on so i'm smoking some thc design uh lime slurps you lime had a little slurps. bit of that in a yeah, spliff really nice uh and you also had the green eyes at the beginning the white buffalo white buffalo which is super nice man yeah are you able to say which company that's from or yeah that's from fade co (laughs) nice actually uh, yeah they're they're like the only ones doing this white buffalo there's another company that does white buffalo didn't Uh, we have a white buffalo from lowell's yeah lowell does white buffalo too so lowell's is sun grown and their flower what would we say about that their flower is reasonable dude the white buffalo i saw was fucking beautiful light green perfect trichomes it was out of control hmm. it was but it was light green the, the their, white buffalo from fadeco is purple it's really? so purple is that is that traditionally what it's supposed to be is it supposed to be purple uh that's one of the the purple cuts oh okay. uh, yeah they got it from the guy that bred white buffalo they just picked the purple cut of it mr white buffalo himself <laughs> mr it's like damon or damien something like that somebody somebody so that's lowell's is a outdoor company sungrown company i would say their flower is okay it smokes clean usually white ash um, but i don't i don't usually get too much flavor out of strain i wouldn't generally be able to tell you which was what with them i don't feel like it's that clear with most of their strains um some of their indoor or their uh in a jar their loose flower prepackaged dates whatever you want to call it uh different different terpene profiles for sure i I could smell like a nice difference but for the price point i think henry's has got them beat every time that's what i was gonna say i mean obviously we we're probably it's more obvious (coughs) for people who've listened that we're bigger fans of henry's because we've shouted them out a few times and been smoking their their flower here Mm -hmm. but i think that's because it's better it's not because we like them better it's because the flower's better yeah um so henry's is is all of henry's outdoor or sun grown or is it some and some as far as i know i think it is right i think it's supposed to all be uh a organic outdoor operation like lowell's is so those are two of the big companies that are available then the other one to throw in there in the same category would probably be flow kana Right. Yeah, I, I am really not too well versed on them. I went to a Flow Kana bud tender party though. That was like one of the coolest things ever. You know, they really threw it on for them or yeah. us rather. Yeah, they're a cool company. Mm-hmm. Um, the vibe I get from them is is nice. Uh, the flower is all sourced from small farms. Like they they're trying to do this sort of farm to table vibe. 
So I think even in the when you buy the eighth, it'll tell you the farm that it came from, and it'll maybe tell you something about that farmer. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to make like this personal connection there. But I've had a lot of their CBD rich flower that's really fucking good. Yeah, the the strains like Rising Sun and Queen of Hope and things like that have been awesome from them. And I, I had think a nice Lady Benbow that might have been Willie's Reserve, but same was that high CBD as well? Uh huh. Nice. Yeah, it was like fifteen to one or something crazy like that. Shout out to high CBD flower. Man. Mm-hmm. I hope I really hope we we start to see more of that and and it become more cool. For people to smoke high CBD flour. It, it, it's it's happening. I do see it happening. Like people are coming in and buying like CBD pre rolls and CBD vapes. You Good know, for like, them. Yeah, it's happening. Good for them. Um. But yeah, I would I would what what order would I put those three in? Flocana, Henry's, and Lowell's. I'd probably go Henry's, Flocana, Lowell's, or yeah yeah Henry's would probably be first out of those three. I think those are probably the three most prominent. Uh, sun-grown or outdoor cannabis companies operating right now in California. Uh, I know that... So I have a little cream of the crop lighter here. And they... Cream of the crop is a company that makes uh, primarily indoor flour, but they have a subsidiary line, which is West Coast Trading Company, which is a lot of uh, greenhouse and outdoor flour. I have not tried any of that, so I can't judge it. I see it all the time and But it does sell well, right? No? I, I don't think so. Okay. Not I, I haven't never really, mind, scratch that. There's never been any specific strain that's like really stood out. They had like a typical blue dream and a typical Skittles. You know what I mean? Like Right. But knowing that it was outdoor light depth really changes my perception. But I, I think the price was a little bit more it's still too high yeah. same criticism if as i remember else. yeah if i remember correctly just when you have henry's right next to it for you know 10 15 bucks cheaper get out of here yeah that's a that's a big difference or connected for 15 bucks cheaper yeah, yeah. nice try buddy yeah. maybe next time yeah connected have a weird situation with their light up because they are, like they're known by the heads Yee! yeah party time Is shout that, out to the fucking fruteria oh fruteria Frutador. Okay. or what is it yeah yeah uh, the the fruit the fruit lady or fruit man mobile fruit truck baby chopping up the good cocoa i had no idea mango. i drove past it the other night and there was somebody standing in the back and i look and it's a it's like a grocery store it's like a mini produce section in there yeah. i had no idea they're getting in getting getting down i should say yeah um the big boxes of fruit that you get for like five bucks from those stands covered in chamoy and tahin really good really good Uh, basically a sugar rush Mm -hmm. in the form of fruit but you can feel a little bit less guilty about it i suppose yeah because it's fruit (laughs) yeah so west coast trading company you didn't know that that was uh no it looked good it looked pretty good smelled pretty clean so Mm -hmm. i'd say high quality light depth yeah and i think lowell's is doing light depth now too Mm. Have you smoked cream of the crop? Because that's the that's like the parent company of West yeah. Coast. Yeah, yeah. Wedding cake was mwah. the chocolate boysenberry was really. I uh, tried it, but it the nose, so good. yeah, the nose, super exotic. I will appreciate. I really don't mind if it barely gets me high. If it has an exotic taste, like that is that's more valuable to me sometimes had chocolate tie in its lineage Mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. is a 
legendary strain for yeah. all of those you know and i will say it really did have like a nice coffee deep like you there said a, i think a, dark chocolate like a dark chocolate bitterness almost mm-hmm. to it and uh, it was really nice like a barky dark chocolate yeah and then a it it really like a raspberry like a raspberry jelly dark chocolate like the chocolate boysenberry oh, was man, that sounds great right about now aptly named yeah i wish i had some yeah, did you get to smoke it? Mm-hmm. You did. Yeah. And I'm, what what was your what's your review of it? If you have to give a quick summary. Um, it was light on the flavor. You know, I feel like I feel like smoking it wasn't even the best way to do it. You know that, or maybe it just wasn't cured the best because it didn't translate in the smoke because it wasn't just like an out of control nose on it oh so that was why you were saying that you feel like it might have been pulled a little early uh yeah well that was just a guess on the cbg oh right that was more because it had cbg but for me it just the it and it's rare it's rare to do that like it's few companies like a couple thc design strains yeah a couple like every sherbinsky strain i've had every almost every cookie strain i've had you know the flavor is just out of control you know you're like tasting the resin on your mouth and you can still taste like limonene in there you know what i mean like that that level of out of control terp profiles yep that is uh well you just went through a list of a lot of the the like premium indoor companies right there yeah you know probably jungle boys too i'm not too familiar no never had terraform genetics you heard of those guys no those are two okay so indoor outdoor uh both indoor okay my buddy turned me on to terraform genetics jungle boys is legendary i've had i think i've had some of their flowers oh no before. i know jungle boys is i know their reputation You've i've just never, never had, had the flower, flower but i know i know about them yeah, yeah we should we'll we'll go to that tlc collective yeah let's go to boyle heights that'd be i, I i've been there a couple times i just didn't know it was that cool or else i probably would have bought more flour there yeah uh I've, I've heard mixed mixed things in recent times perhaps you know the the new regulations are yeah, fucking I'm with the way to they used get to get in on the hype yeah exactly yeah. it may be post post hype but yeah that's jungle boys um what was the other one you mentioned cookies oh terraform genetics yeah my buddy turned me on and to Sherbinsky them. before that those are both obviously mm-hmm. very high end yeah Sherbinsky boom uh I want to get some wonder bread I don't think I've ever smoked any <coughs> wonder bread uh, that's probably top three strains that I've smoked since wow. being in California. What the what OZ strain? Kush? His OZ Kush. OZ Kush. Yeah. Shout out to Wonder Brett, the amazing, amazing grower with uh, all the other strains that I smelled. I smelled the Sunset Sherbert, uh, the Pink Picasso that they had Ooh. there as well, which smelled really good. Um, and he also has a strain that I want to try called Black Orchid, which looks dope. Oh, but those all, names too. Those all of his flower looks like it has been done, you know, 10 out of 10 in every category. Wow. And the OZ Kush smoked like a dream, perfect white ash, great flavor, great high, super sociable high actually for an indica. It was just really fun. Hmm. It was a really fun high. That was, I think, what made it stand out a lot as well. But yeah, Wonder Bread's flower is really good. Definitely we should uh yeah see if you can't get some of that cop some wonder bread flower and i smelled some these. uh i'm not gonna be able to think of the brand actually but did i mention i think i mentioned that cash tree mason on a previous episode yeah he's uh he's well known on the weeds the grams 
Mm, that's like the, the one veganic, that got away. The veganic weed, right? Veganic cookie dough. That was, yeah, one of my favorites for sure. And that's an example of something that was grown outdoors? No, that no, has to be indoors. indoor. That stuff was, I was like, gonna say. museum glass. <laughs> A Oops. specimen to behold. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the indoor companies that we can mention alongside a Sherbinsky or a Jungle Boys or Cookies? What was it about Terraform you were gonna say? Terraform Genetics does some really good stuff, from what I can tell. They, I think they have an are exclusive. Are they available? Are they readily available? It's like there? exclusive at WHTC, that Woodland Hills Treatment Center. I think it is. Hmm. Do they um, wide label it or something? Uh, no, like I think they the just dispensary? only sell it there. Or something huh. like that. Mad Cow was really dope for a Mad minute. Mad Cow Genetics? I yeah, I haven't yeah, seen them. Man, we used to have those. Mad Cow was beautiful. They're... At my uh, old dispensary. All their, their Titan OG, their... I still have some Mango panties. Dango. No way. I still have some Mango Dango resin. Oh. We should get down on that. Yeah, I'm down. I'm Mango Dango down. Yeah. Uh, their pink panties. But they're not... All the cookies. Are they active in the current market because i feel like they they kind of went missing post compliance yeah i've not seen them post compliance uh i see them on instagram every once in a while but not in any shop that i frequent right um yeah no i'm glad you mentioned wonder bread i have kind of forgotten about that for a second but i'm glad that you didn't uh we mentioned cookies alien labs did we talk about them Ooh, that's uh, similar to connected. i think yeah connected the connected family but it's the indoor varietals of everything yeah i'm yeah. really loving their melonade right now that shit knocked me out dude oh man that's that was you you know when we talked about on the first episode we talked about the african queen blue river uh-huh. for the pax pod yeah um and the the kind of sativa like high that that was mm-hmm. that was how i felt about the melonade i felt like i was getting the same nose and same like mouth feel in terms of the flavor on it mm-hmm. and if i just have a little bit like just have a little bowl in a in a bong like it's perfect maybe that's what it was for me i would just smoke, smoke a whole my, joint i'd smoke my normal spliff amount mm. which i'm used to smoking you know like sun-grown outdoor weed that's like 14 percent i think this melonade was like 23 or 28 percent something it was like, high it was a high concentration and so sure. every time i smoked it i would just take a nap like, I would just take a little nappy. <laughs> a little THC-induced nap. Yeah. Uh, so Alien Labs are up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the same people who grow the Connected, or, or same same under the same umbrella is Alien Labs and Connected, and Alien Labs is all indoor. Connected is all light depth. Um, uh, Native had some really good flowers. Native, yeah. And they were making those Pax Pods out of rosin for a yeah, while, too, yeah, which were they, really great. They were one of the first. And Bubble Hash. I saw. Yeah, big artisanal hash guys. Respect. Yeah, respect to native. Um, their jars were kind of crazy though. It looked like a like a girl's. It's like a paperweight or something. It's a face fucking... face cream jar. <laughs> yeah, or something. yeah. Mac Cosmetics, baby. So that was the vibe that I was getting. Dude, from. I had their Pie Face OG though. There was a seed in it. Got it. Oh, bag seed. Yeah, uh, but wow. Wow. You got a bag seed out of some dank? Yeah, pie face OG. Really, like, purple. And the way they preserve their flower is tremendous. Like, they're, all their flower is just pristine. In it was glass. fresh. Yeah, fresh. Which is a big problem with cured. a lot of flower right now because just, of the packaging. Mm, intact trichomes everywhere just glistening, you know, really. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, LA Kush, I will say, 
it looks it looks like it's got fucking like PGR or some you know what I mean some bud hardeners or something like that shit is like it's on steroids but it's super old school you know like that's the shit that you used to get yeah. yeah that's the old school Cali weed and it looks like it is LA Kush like it really they derive that it's like almost a caricature of weed at this point like right. their LA punch insane like it looks like a fucking dinosaur yeah <laughs> it's purple and just like like covered in white Brock. they're not even trichomes they're just the stalks you know it's covered in stalks capitulate stalks you know whatever yeah um the whole thing yeah just standing there just covered uh the highs okay but it smells like grape kool-aid it's a light flavor but it's crazy pink it's purple punch you know it's la yeah, punch yeah, yeah, you exactly. know, I, I just described purple punch basically yeah. to everybody um <laughs> They're, they have two like a two different very varieties of their OG Kush like the LA Kush Blue Box Red Box. Mm. They're both OGs, you know. Whatever OGs, cool. Yeah. Just got this Kings of LA from them. Really solid. Also from LA Kush. Yeah, like really unique, like cookie-like bud structure. Those dense little dark flowers. Yeah. But like with like little spurts of orange hairs coming out from like each foxtail. Like it looked really like almost black and orange. Like nice. Yeah, impressive. So on the looks, that's that's like Instagram weed for sure. I'd mm-hmm. say LA Kush is Instagram weed. It's a lawsuit waiting to happen. Uh, because they're copying all sorts of sports. You know, it's like LA Kings is their whole logo uh, and Lakers and, and shit. the Dodgers and, and, stuff. and the yeah. Dodgers. Yeah, a lot yeah, of a lot much of Dodgers. Any stuff. major sports from LA. Yeah, uh, that could be interesting for them. Um, <laughs> Simple rebrand. I'm trying to think of some of the other indoor flowers that I've had that are really good. Well, we, THC Design, all their other strains that I've tried have been great. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I think their Space Oddity is a Blue Dream. Interesting. Kind of. Inter- probably Blue Dream Tangy or something. Which is why I've stayed away from it so far. Because <laughs> I'm not a fan of Blue Dream. Yeah. Um, THC design is pretty good. The Dosi Do, Gelato, the XJ. Gelato XJ was really good. Lemon Meringue smelled great. I had a. The grape heads? Did you have the grape no, heads? I never tried it. It was really small nugs, but it was dank. Cool. That was really good. The ice cream cake was stinky. That's. Yeah, that was very gelato. Their same mm-hmm. like lavendery gelato. Oh, Team Elite, Team Elite Genetics. They their flower, their kosher kush, their extreme cream, uh, huh. their peach Oz, which I believe is a cup winner. Uh, amazing strains. Peach Oz literally tasted like I was biting into a little fresh. Kush. Oh man! And it was a, a very very sativa racy buzz. I had some lemon tree. There's this company called Trinity Mountain. Okay. Clean Green Certified. Okay. Uh, they had this lemon tree that was exactly like that. Like, it was like you're... Clean Green it. Certified, but indoor? Uh-huh. Oh, dope. If I'm not mistaken, it okay. was like... It had to have been. <laughs> the, it was so pristine was that, that and frosty good. and $70 delivered, you know? Like, Jesus. Uh, you were feeling rich that holy day. Holy shit. Well, I didn't buy it. Oh, okay. Know. Fuck no. I facilitated <laughs> oh, with nice. my medical card. Excellent. Legally. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah, just caretaker. caveat for everybody there. This was <laughs> in a legal state. And, uh, oh, but man, the flavor blew my mind. That's what turned me on to clean green, honestly. Mm. It was like white ash and the most insane flavor I've ever known weed to have. Just like 
candy lemon. Like, what did you say the strain was? Uh, lemon tree. Lemon tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just... Which is like another company in its own right out of Santa mm-hmm. Cruz, which right? I think which it's their genetics. For, oh, okay. I think it might have been that was what they were growing. Their lemon tree, yeah, which is just like in the high, you know, high class genetics, you know, super exotics, e- baby. Exactly, designer hashtag designer weed. Yeah, that's it's a thing. That's a connected. It's a slogan. thing. Like I think you can you can poke fun at the at it, but you can also recognize that you have some exotics in one hand and some reg- Reggie in the other hand, like. The you out- know, you know where you're smoking. The outdoor proves it. The light depth, the the light depth I had from Kent from Connected, really. Shh, that shit was better than ninety percent of the bud in the shop. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no, there's no comparison. So we've uh, had the chance to smoke quite a lot of strains. I think is what we can say. Inclusion. Yeah, yeah. We're pretty pretty lucky uh, to be able to do all of this. And to the ones we forgot. That means you were extra good. Because <laughs> yeah, we got so high we forgot about it. And honestly, this uh, company thing is a relatively new. I got one more. Uh huh. Garrison Lane. They, they're. I'm gonna say they are compliant, but I've never heard of them. Billy Kimber think. OG uh, is. I've had Billy Kimber before. Best OG that I've had besides a Patron OG from Green Eyes Farms which was before Compliance so mm-hmm. I have no idea whether they're around anymore mm-hmm. but that was an incredible OG and the Billy Kimber is the best that I've had since that uh, and I feel like the Green Eyes was like a small batch artisanal type situation mm-hmm. when the Billy Kimber is like readily available in LA you know yeah so that's one that I got a shout out and and they the, another of my favorite strains since being here in Cali was from them too which I think was a gelato cross because it had that to it mm-hmm. and it's called 40 elephants they have the number 40 in there mm-hmm. i feel like maybe there's a there's some kind of shout out to to gelato for the people who want to do the decoding like exactly me. exactly uh, but that was a that was a fucking crazy good hybrid man that that 40 elephants was incredible nice all right uh do you have any others that you want to mention before we um get the digital hell out of here dude i I had some cheese once. Oh, shout out to cheese. I grew up for a long time in the UK, and cheese is an amazing strain if you get mm-hmm. a good expression of it. Tell us the, tell us the Dude, cheese story. Dude, this cheese story, it was my <laughs> birthday in Kansas, where it is not legal. I had some friends come back from Colorado. It was probably 2009, 2010, pre-legalization even in Colorado. Got some cheese and just smoked the whole eight that night we are talking about the strain cheese just mm-hmm. to be clear <laughs> yeah. they weren't that high that they smoked <laughs> cheese <laughs> yeah smoked the whole eighth of the strain cheese and the the marker of that strain is like there's no ceiling so you can just keep getting higher and higher and higher without like falling asleep or getting yeah. knocked out so like we just Potent. smoked weed i think we watched the like nbc weed documentary that had just come out you remember that like sanjay gupta cannabis nation yeah it was like one of the first nbc documentaries on cannabis interesting that that should tell you what time it was about because this had just come out 2010 yeah okay and And, uh, yeah best one of the best cannabis experiences of my life just awesome usually you can't you can't keep smoking weed until four or five o'clock in the morning unless it's swag and you're drinking or something you yeah. know yeah 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 you're but gonna fall asleep this was some indoor tasty shit that just you could just keep smoking that was the best it was just like 
cake. You know, you just like kept eating cake all night long without getting sick. It was so tight. <laughs> or cheese. Yeah, for or that cheese. matter. Fuck yeah, just dude. Keep eating delectable cheese without yep. puking everywhere. <laughs> it was nice. nice. Uh, and God bless all the uh, loose flower, the phenomenally beautiful loose flower strains that we had in our life that mm. didn't have the farmer's name associated with it. 100%. The, if it weren't for them, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be what I'm where I'm at now. Yeah, you and know? unfortunately, uh, we have no idea who they are. So no, and pretty sure we'll have no way of finding out. But uh, going forward, it would be really nice if uh, the cash tree masons of this world and the other growers, the Sherbinskys and everybody else in that vein, got their due props. And their intellectual property and the credit that they deserve, you know, in the same way that a winemaker would. Exactly. And if you're a grower or a breeder and you want to tell your story, uh, you're going to have to prove it to us first. And yeah. then, no, uh, let us know. Let us know and we'll we'll be glad to have you on the show and Hit us up, smoke yeah. some of your amazing homegrown buds. We'll gladly partake in some homegrown buds, especially yeah. if they're nice and uh dank uh, and i'm sure that anybody who tries to come on a show talking about how good their weed is would would have something to worth i'm sure we'll be surprised yeah. we'll be surprised yeah come come on two guys one blunt soundcloud.com forward slash two guys one blunt yeah guys is anything backward slash it's always forward slash oh man on instagram at two guys one blunt uh if you still use twitter it's a falling empire, but it's at two guys one blunt on there. It's always the numbers two and one guys blunt spelt normally, no funny spellings. Two guys one blunt. And that's us for this week, y'all. Doctor, 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 doctor. doctor, 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 doctor.